fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up everybody? It's Thursday, October 22nd, 2015. It's episode 167 of the Hotbox. I'm Matt. Join me this evening again, just a regular part of the show, Professor Progressor in the house. What's Hello. up, dude? Hello, thank you for having me. Good to have you. Also joining us via the magic of the internet and Skype, Gooey Rabinsky from Waxy. What's up, Gooey? You know, it feels like it was just episode 12. Where did all the time go? I know. It's uh, life in the fast lane when you're podcasting. Tell you what, uh, let's start things off something kind of near and dear to our hearts. And these, of course, they're not changes that have been made yet, but they are uh, discussion points up on the table here in Washington and kind of an interesting thing to focus in on. And I, I don't believe this was the only uh proposed changes that, that they want to make, but this is something that, you know, we kind of have some thoughts on and uh, what it has to do with is terpenes and uh, I guess the way that I feel like they're misunderstanding first of all right like the the whole situation with terpenes um, where they come from what they are and why some places are using them the way they're using them and it, it, it is a weird thing to legislate this away right yeah definitely so uh, you you have a, a kind of a, a more fuller understanding of this. Do you want to kind of describe what the law changes they are proposing are, Professor? Uh, so yeah, well, as far as I'm gathering, they they basically want to um, take <clears throat> certain uh, terpenes off the table in terms of what you're allowed to infuse into concentrates, for example. Not certain terpenes, though, but where they come from, which ones you can use, right? They're basically right, saying yes. you have to use no artificial terpenes, which that right there kind of tells me that they're not fully up on it because artificial terpenes and terpenes certain uh, companies are using are different. When I hear artificial terpene, I think of something like a blue raspberry. There is no... Blue raspberry plant or flower. You know, there's nothing like that. It's a mixture of some probably man-made synthetic terpenes and others derived from plants, right? But then mm -hmm. other in other aspects, you have things like limonene and pinene and caryophylline, which are found in cannabis in certain amounts, not very high in comparison with the rest of the plant world. But the same terpenes that are in a bunch of other plants, let's say caryophyllin, for example, is found in cannabis. It's the spicy kind of smell that you get. Uh, White Widow has a lot of it. If you know, you've ever smelled like real White Widow, it's got that spicy smell to it. That's caryophyllin. In certain amounts, milligrams per gram, you know, things like 20, 30, 40, stuff like that. Cloves, it's in like two, three, four, five hundred. So, obviously, if I want to use caryophylline, do I want to get it from weed, which has just a little bit, or do I want to get it from cloves, which has a whole bunch? At the end of the day, it's the exact same molecule. You cannot distinguish one from the other because it's the same thing. Maybe if your technique was not good, 
and there was some residual something left from the plant you got it from, then sure, you could trace it back. But other than that, if you are dealing as, you know, a lot of companies are with just the terpenes, just caryophyllin, just limonene, pinene, whatever, you don't know where it came from because it's all the same stuff. And so they're trying to say that, you know, you can only use what you take out of the plant. The cannabis plant. Right. Yeah, it, only only cannabis terpenes or terpenes extracted from the cannabis plant. But, you know, there's a huge number of terpenes that the cannabis plant expresses in very low values. So, right. you know, it, it just depends on, on their definition of a terpene. And but you don't go to, like, the soda industry, and you're not like, okay, Dr. Pepper, you can only use terpenes you derive from soda. From the or Dr. So, Pepper you, plant? Or, yeah, from the Dr. <laughs> Pepper plant, you know? Like, it's a weird thing. Even the, the alcohol industry, uh, e-cigs, tobacco, stuff like that, like, all of these different flavors. Like, the, there's I, I got one the other day from Craft Vapory. Uh, awesome site if you like getting uh, a subscription-based e-cig. You know, every month they give you new flavors based on your profile. There is no flavor that is toast or cornbread or sticky rice. Like, those are terpenes that they... So, what is the difference between that industry and this one, other than the fact that this one is still federally Schedule 1 and illegal and everyone in every state that is in the lawmaking biz, like, is trying to be like, look, federal government, we're doing above and beyond what we, you know, they're trying to make it mm-hmm. more so, so that they can be like, well, even though it's federally legal, you guys went out of your way to be dicks to everyone, so that's cool. There's a culture war against breakfast cereal. <laughs> that's but, uh... what I'm saying. You don't see them going after them and being like, hey. Frankenberry plant terps only, bruh. <laughs> That's good. Check yeah. your privilege. Terpenes are used in the food industry all over the place, you know, for their for their smell, essentially. Which so where did this come taste from? Taste comes from. You know? Nobody, like, got hurt. Nobody blew themselves up working with terpenes, as far right. as I know. It's a weird thing to come out of the blue here in Washington. Now, what are they saying again? They're saying that you cannot inject synthetic or non cannabis terpenes into a cannabis product or concentrate correct yes let me see if i can you guys go ahead and uh, keep this going i'll see if i can find the actual wording of it because it it is weird i I mean from a product purity perspective i guess i'm all for it i I honestly had not heard about it until now but uh uh you you know it 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 sounds good to me i think the plant uh you know and i'm interested in your opinion professor it seems like the plant offers you know with up to a couple hundred terpenes more than 100 cannabinoids, then we get the entourage effect, we mix everything together in a zillion different ways. Uh, I Boy, you know, it's going to take us a long time to master that, uh, let alone messing around with, you know, in- injecting some outside uh, uh, chemicals, in this case, terpenes. So, yeah, that's the thing, and I think that's, that's kind of a, a bit of, can be a bit of a misconception, because um, even though the it doesn't really matter it shouldn't really matter at least where you get the terpenes from because as matt said you know beta caryophylline is beta caryophylline whether it comes right. from the cannabis plant or whether it comes from uh, the clothes it's just more plant. efficient yeah exactly so if you if you're a running industrial scale business you have to consider these things because the such tiny quantities of of uh, terpenes that exist in in even the buds of the cannabis plant are are just minuscule um, compared to 
what you can extract from other plants. So, I mean, a, a chemical is a chemical is a chemical. You know, if it's the same, if it's the same molecule, if it's fully purified, then it shouldn't matter its source because it's the the end product is the same. Well, it shouldn't, and there is zero way for them to track that. So again, you have the other problem of legislating laws you can't enforce. Totally unenforceable. Yeah, yeah. and that that causes a whole new slew of problems. Yeah. Go ahead, Gooey. I mean, this sounds kind of like it could potentially be bad because let's say, for example, that some new research out of one of these you know newly legal states like Washington or Oregon uh, uh, shows that limonene. Uh, that terpene has some tremendous efficacy for, say, you know, a certain type of muscular dystrophy, for example, mm-hmm. in certain applications, certain type of extraction, yada yada yada. Uh, you know, it'd be, it, it would be sad if those patients could gain all that benefit from some sort of a concentrator extract of cannabis that just happened to be jazzed up with a bunch of limonene from whatever source, as you're saying. Uh, and, you know, they'd lose out on that efficacy and, and quite frankly, that entrepreneurs would, would lose out on, uh, on that opportunity. You know, Coca-Cola certainly can put as much damn sugar in, in their soda as they want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, as long as the, the quality of the terpenes is of the utmost, you know, and it's, it's very, very high and pure, then, um, uh, you know, a lot of these terpenes are already classified as food grade and, and edible and right. all that stuff. So, you know, the, the research has been done in, in their safety. So I don't think it should be of uh, a major concern at all. Yeah, is it because opinion. they're being vaporized or smoked? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that makes sense. But then they're not trying to legislate out of the e-cig industry, which is bigger, yeah, I would say, obviously, definitely. because it's in all the states, not just four, right? Mm-hmm. So... I I just don't understand where it's coming from, who it's trying to protect, or if it's just... Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Here's well, the, the, the... I'll read you real quick the, the actual uh, wording. And this is, again, uh, preliminary comments from the proposed rules. One, terpenes used in all cannabis products must be derived from marijuana plants. All cannabinoids and terpenes used in the production of marijuana products must be derived from marijuana plants grown by a licensed marijuana producer. Um... And then they go on to say characterizing flavor for marijuana-infused products for inhalation and concentrates for inhalation is prohibited. Uh, so they don't want you saying, like, that is a strawberry flavor or a lemon flavor, which, again, is is weird because you have strains that, like, that's their name. Strawberry cough is a, well, as far as we know, is a weed strain, you know, lemon kush or OG lemon or whatever. That Like, that's a weed strain. So, again, they're trying to just go above and beyond anything ridiculous and we see uh it's it's not matching up with what they're legislating in other similar industries like alcohol and tobacco uh professor can you think of a worse case like what what might bring something like this on or what they are trying to prevent from happening is there something we're just not seeing well i mean as a lawmaker i'm sure they just uh, well, hopefully they just are looking out for the best interests of the you know the people that who have elected them, and and that's probably more of a oh. long safety guidelines. I'm, I'm oh, it's to naive. Be so naive. I know it's naive, but uh, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, it's just you know for safety concerns. I imagine if it wasn't completely paid off by somebody to to, to do this for some you know internal motive or something, but it, um, I, I imagine that it's probably due to the fact that they don't want people you know ingesting tainted. Material or something that's got 
something, you know, they, I feel like they trust the cannabis plant enough, you know, to say, oh, well, it's fine. Everything that the cannabis plant already has in it, you can ingest, but nothing that comes from outside of the cannabis plant, you know, so. That's a good point. It, it, it could be that they're uh, cautious about not necessarily the outside terpenes, but the process by which they get in there and they might fear slipshod work and, you know, and then it becomes tainted or contaminated or something. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I guess in the big picture, this sounds like a good thing. Although, again, back to the scenario of a particular ailment gets great efficacy from, you know, jacking up the level of a particular terpene by 10 or 20 or 100 X. Uh, you know, it'd be kind of sad to to not be able to uh, indulge it. And uh, an- another point I think that is important is that um, obtaining terpenes uh, from the cannabis plant by uh, extracting them, purifying them, is an extremely difficult process because you have, I mean, terpenes are a, are a massive range of molecules that all share the same isoprene subunit and you know they can they can be very small they can be very large and as a result they have very different physical properties so trying to they're wicked volatile they're wicked <laughs> volatile yeah and and some are so much more volatile than others so some will uh like to leave faster than others it's just very hard to to maintain the same uh ratios of terpenes that you see in the flower in the bud itself um, when you're extracting those and, and reinfusing those, because you know, uh, high quality, uh, <clears throat> high quality uh, cannabis oil is going to be highly purified, which is going to be a process that will inherently remove terpenes. And in order to have any sort of flavor, you have to reinfuse uh, terpenes back into it. But if you're trying to reinfuse terpenes extracted from the cannabis plant, it's never going to be representative. First of all, because it's so hard. Because it's not all of them. You're right? not going to get not all of catching them. all of them. Right? Exactly. You're going to lose some in, in in your vacuum. You know, you're going to leave some behind. It's uh, because there's it's such a, a huge classification of molecules with yeah. such vast different. Uh, they all have different, different temperatures. They like to go. At. I mean, there's so yeah. much variation in which, like you were saying, for some for a group or a subset that share the same base, like they're so different. Right. It's just a polymer. They just keep getting longer and yeah, longer right, and longer. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. All Isn't right. this especially right. ironic? Now, okay, we're talking about food grade terpenes used by the, you know, the, the food industry for anybody, any municipality or state government to, if those are FDA approved, it, it, this seems a little ironic. Well, and again, I kind of go back to the whole, well, they're, they're not FDA-proof for vaporizing. And, of course, things have different properties when you heat them. And so maybe we, we don't, we're missing something there. But, I mean, again, in the e-cig industry, like, it's all over. So I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. But, again, it's, it's a- not law. It's just something they're thinking about. Uh, I believe you mentioned something about they had the first hearing today. I believe it was today, yeah. I don't think not, there were, not, not, a, not a huge turnout. Not but. a huge turnout, huh. So it shows you kind of how informed the public is on this, which is not very... No, well, it's still so new. Like, you yeah, have so states that don't even... I mean, you'll get mad jail time for having any kind of extract, let alone getting into the science... Like I, I feel like the more open the state is, the more free the people are to like you're you're worried about risk less, and so you're open to focus on other things like you know terpenes and and all this other interesting stuff that in states you're too scared to even focus on a good high like you don't think of that stuff you know 
it, it's very it closes down a lot of that possible research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lack of research still one of the main problems. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, moving on a little bit, uh, Croatia legalized medical cannabis. I kept seeing that all over uh, the Facebook feeds and, and social media. Uh, always good to see when other countries go ahead and do that because the more that happens, I feel like the more, and I, I'm sure the U.S. like to other countries probably doesn't give a shit, which is why everyone hates us. But the more countries that do it, the more it makes the U.S. look like, okay, assholes, why aren't you on the forefront of this? You're supposed to be the great leader. Like, why are you still stifling this this uh, industry? So In this area, the only area where we led was in prohibition, unfortunately. Yeah. Definitely. As a government, now as a culture, hey, we got California, we got Seattle, we got Denver, we got some cool shit. Individually, we're pretty awesome, but yeah. the, the group of people that stepped up and were like, we'll lead, yeah, it's those fuckers you gotta watch out for. <laughs> Won't uh, get folded, man. That's right. So you can use THC prescribed to treat things like cancer, uh, MS, epilepsy, AIDS. Maximum period for prescriptions 30 days. The maximum amount allowed at any one time is 7.5 grams, which is not a quarter. It's not, I mean, it's a half <laughs> gram over a quarter. Like, I always, that always kick like a baker's dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> it's like, here's a quarter, and then here's a half gram pre roll. It's like to for get you a walk home. Yeah, to get you home. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, the, the, the randomness of the, like, the, the limits they impose. Like, that's so, like, they, they did studies, and they're like, well, the people with eight grams ended up killing people. The people with six grams, you know, they were okay. So, we'll meet, we'll, we'll split the diff, seven and a half, get out of my fucking store. Uh, so that's cool. They're saying that the, uh, the reason for the new law came from the court case of a MS patient. Uh, Juanito Hoxetic was detained for growing weed to treat his symptoms in order to create the weed oil. Uh, and they say, quote, for us patients, cannabis is one of the most important plants for our lives and health. That's Lucetic speaking. Everyone should have the right to choice and self-cure. So, self-cure. Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, they go on to say the legality of cannabis varies across a few countries in Europe. The Netherlands decriminalize up to five grams for public use and only coffee shops can legally sell. Spain has legalized cannabis in private closed spaces only with public consumption still illegal, albeit decriminalized. Uh, of course, Portugal has decriminalized cannabis, but it's technically still illegal there. Uh, the Czech Republic decriminalized possession up to 10 grams of cannabis and has legalized the purchase of up to 10 grams of medical marijuana, although rec is still illegal in the Czech Republic and Croatia now added to that list 7.5 grams. So slow baby steps like uh, like we're learning, I guess. Yeah. Self-cure sounds almost perverse. It does, right? It's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over here self-cure. <laughs> Don't look at me when I'm self-curing. Stop looking at me. Just trying to cure myself here. Website. That's right. No eye contact while I'm self-curing. Uh, California getting some new medical cannabis regulations. Yeah. Uh, I like this article on the East Bay Express starts off in the immortal words of Vice President Joe Biden. You know, it's a big fucking deal. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wise words, Joe. Uh, the California cannabis industry and patients continue to digest three massive new laws signed Friday by Governor Brown to regulate medical cannabis for the first time. Mostly the opinions are positive, though plenty of patients, growers, and collectives have problems with various aspects of the Medical Marijuana Regulation and Safety Act. Uh, my problem is that your acronym is MRSA. <laughs> I mean, let's start there. You can think of a better acronym than like some deadly disease. Isn't MRSA like that shit? Like it's a bacterial in- infection. Yeah, yeah. infection. Yeah. I mean, that's apropos, right? For for this. <laughs> yeah, that's not not uh, a deal. No, MRSA is this from Croatia that I dated in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> that was MRSA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even ask. (laughs) They say patients will have assurances that their products are safe. Law enforcement will have a foundation for identifying drugged drivers and increased funding to protect the public. I I have an idea for them identifying drivers that are messed up. Like, how about you look for impairment and prove impairment rather than being like, whoa, you have five nanograms per milliliter of blood. You're fucking high. Like, no, no, we're not. Uh, the environment will be protected from neglect, destruction, and water diversion. You see a lot of those, like up in the up in the mountains, right, or in in forest service land where people set up like gorilla grows and divert a bunch of water, and it's it's just not good for the environment when you do shit like With that. With AK forty sevens and yeah, attack well, dogs that and yeah, that that all aside, like <laughs> what you're doing to the land is not healthy as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the watchdog with the AK and the grenades probably also. <laughs> Uh, They say the medical marijuana industry itself will be able to come out of the shadows and receive the same protections under the law as other state-licensed businesses, creating jobs and contributing to the economy. Well, that's that's nice, right? Like like taxes and stuff? Because that was another big thing, right? Like if you're... If you're in the weed biz, like you can't use any of your business stuff for taxes. Like they kind of F you pretty solid that way. So, I don't know. Sounds like this bill will fix a few things. Maybe some uh, state taxes or something. Yeah. yeah. I think for- it's a good thing overall. They, they they needed to, you know, it's it's been there, but it's been the elephant in the room that, you know, especially like, you know, say a governor's association or, or at the federal level, uh, the, this just officiates it. And it does need to be, it, it, it gets rid of a lot of the ambiguity and that ambiguity is bad. It, 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 it scares people and it intimidates them and pushes them into the black market. You know, they stay in the black market and, uh, you know, cartels are bad. Black markets suck for a lot of different reasons for a lot of different people in the chain. Uh, so I, you know, it's always going to be painful and there's going to be pros and cons. I mean, this legislation is really very detailed uh, you know, it's 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 complex. It's thorough. Uh, it covers a lot of bases. Uh, there's always going to be some special interest, even if there's some wonderful member of the cannabis community that, that are going to be pissed off by what happens be- because it might not, you know, make for the way they're currently doing business might not be the brightest future for them. But hey, you got to you got to roll with the punches. Look at Silicon Valley. You know, look at uh, how you, you just got to be continually revising your business plan. And I, I think this regulation is just kind of part of that whole picture. I do like that it will open up for more research in the impaired driving sector. Hopefully it'll lead to them being like, oh, shit, they're not, you know, drunk driving. Maybe basically. they're safer like, drivers. You can drive fine when you're smoking weed, you know, as long as you are you know what you're doing, you're used to it. I wouldn't take a new weed smoker and blast their endocannabinoid system full of THC and then be like, all right, let's go to the store. <laughs> you know, that's just common sense, though, right? You wouldn't do that with an alcohol, uh, someone who doesn't drink. Like five shots, let's go. 
<laughs> you know, common sense. We'll legislate common sense one day. We'll figure out how to actually write it, you know, common sense. <laughs> it's not till after the robots take over. Well, right, right. <laughs> after the next Star Wars movie. Uh, I do like this. It says new regulations should mark the beginning of the end of federal raids on lawful operators in the state. Uh, they believe this should bring an end to federal interference with businesses that are in compliance with state regs. Yeah. So that's good. It sends a very powerful signal to to Washington, uh, D.C., that is, you know, uh, and, and it, it, it's all for the good. If you look at all the dialogue and all the back and forth and, you know, the political negotiations and over the last several years, uh, this this deals with uh, a lot of that. Baby steps. That's good to hear. It seems like they just need to legalize for recreational use. You know, it's like they've been fighting this fight for so much longer than pretty much anybody, any other state has, it seems like. <clears throat> Is that the way to do it? Like, keep the keep it that way? Or can you just open it up as an industry like any other and let let that sort itself out rather than having to impose ridiculous legislation to, you know, cap an, a non-existent issue? Like, you don't even know if, if giving mm-hmm. people 9 grams of weed instead of 7.5 is going to make people crazy. Like, you don't even know because you're too afraid to, like, just let it be open and sort itself out. I have more faith in, in the people than our government, apparently. Maybe that faith is misplaced. I don't know. You know, if you think about th- these uh, these laws, these three separate laws that passed that are part of this act, um, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of regulations that come out of those, and, and those regulations have not been formed yet, but we can kind of... The, 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 the laws together are detailed enough that we have a pretty pretty darn good idea. Again, we've gotten rid of uh, the ambiguity. But if you take a look at these, reg- these laws from the perspective of recreational legalization, I, I think they really set California up for uh, recreational legalization in November of, of 2016. Uh, I, I think it creates a very comprehensive framework that with minor adjustments – could be a, a very good economic and patient environment for legal recreational. Nice. That's we'll, exciting, yeah. We'll move on. I will mention you did uh, write up a piece over on Waxy.com about this. So if people want to read more, have a more long-form, well-informed uh, read about it. Definitely yeah. check, check that out over on Waxy.com. A little too much time into it. <laughs> No, it's good because you can. I mean, you can. You can. It, it's nice to be able to sit down and like have it in front of you and read. I don't know. I, I like to read that sort of stuff. So, well, you know, California, thirty-nine million residents. You know, the second most populated state in the nation is Texas at twenty-five, and then of course you get uh, states like Florida and New York. But uh, when you, when you consider the influence of California and the cannabis culture and the cannabis industry and just the sheer number of residents in the state. I, I think these laws are extremely significant and, and that uh, it's some of the most important news of the last several months. Yeah, I mean, that's where the Cottonmouth Kings are from. I mean, you don't, you don't have a, a band called Cottonmouth Kings from a state that isn't down with weed. I mean, come on. That's right. I met those dudes once. Did you? <laughs> I, I've seen them in concert a few times. We actually had, uh, we had Dirtball. He's a, one of the newer Cottonmouth Kings. Uh, he's in Oregon. We had him on the other show uh, quite a while ago. But uh, yeah, they're they, they're cool cats for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, they are. They're very done with the cause. Uh, that's uh, you know. I don't know if I'd necessarily want them in the car with me when the police officer pulled us over. Uh, you know, it might be a bit incriminating, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I would wouldn't mind having their lawyer on on my side after <laughs> the shit did go down. Yeah, I want their lawyer when the shit goes down, and I want them at the after party because you know they're going to bring some good shit. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kept for for the longest time. It was just something stupid I do on this other podcast because Johnny Richter is always about like, oh, I can outsmoke anyway. I, I would always put it out there and be like, hey, let's sit down and get tested. I'm pretty sure I, I could uh, I could give you a run for your money. But one day maybe we'll have to make that happen. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I saw a lot of stuff about Canada. They like uh, they have some elections or something recently, but I get. What'd they do? Uh, they had federal elections. Oh, shit. That's like and, president. Uh, they got a new PM. Is, that, is that the Canadian president? Is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There's there's a lot of unique British and uh, French cultural and, you know, government influences. And, like kilometers know. and shit, right? <laughs> it, it, there, there you go. You know, okay. It makes so you feel like one. you're going a lot faster than you are when you're up there, you know, <laughs> on Toronto and Vancouver. But uh, they elected a new prime minister. Uh, he's relatively young, Justin Trudeau, uh, you know, and uh, has has a lot to you know of legacy there with his with his father, um, and you know more so than Justin Trudeau, the the Liberal Party is back in power in Canada after uh, almost a decade of the Conservative Party and Stephen Harper, the the former you know up until a couple of days ago prime minister. Uh, and Harper was just, you know, as far as liberal progressive causes of any type, let alone cannabis, uh, was just terrible for Canada. Uh, just, just absolutely just, he was, he, he was like, uh, you, you know, the first and second, uh, Bush junior administrations, uh, politically just really bad. So Justin Trudeau is this young kind of, you know, charismatic sex symbol to come in as prime minister of all things. And he said, he's going to legalize uh, cannabis at the, at the federal level for recreational use, uh, and that they're going to get on it right away. So, you know, how that's going to manifest itself, I don't know. That is awesome. doesn't matter. It's making politics sexy again. That's (laughs) what matters. That's right. He's got six-pack abs, or at least he did during one photo shoot in the last several years. So uh, (laughs) we'll see what he's able to pull off for the hardworking Canadians. Looking forward to seeing, like, a calendar with him and Putin and all the other buff, (laughs) like, socialists i don't know whatever like that would be awesome like a whole calendar what month is it oh it's communism month honey cool god putin's just got it man right it's exciting times we live in i mean constantly on the brink of like of a new cold war with the middle east i that's exciting weed getting legalized definitely exciting it's good stuff Yeah. So, <laughs> good job, Canada. It's yeah, yeah. They're 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 kicking ass and they're back. They had so much momentum. I started hanging out in in Toronto, uh, like in oh four, oh five, and met a lot of patients up there. It's part of what got me into writing about it, especially at the medical level. Uh, and there was so much momentum. You know, Canada passed its federal medical uh, cannabis law in two thousand one. So it, it had only been a few years before I went up there and but the conservatives were coming into power and like, you know, a very sick person relegated to a wheelchair would apply 
for uh, an exemption uh, under Canadian law. And, you know, the conservatives would just kick around the application for months or years or, you know, it's just they became obstructionists, uh, which we're certainly used to with the U.S. Congress here. Uh, but so this is really exciting for the liberals to, to be in power. I mean, there's two other Canadian political parties that are also for cannabis legalization. So it's like, you know, m- most of them really want this. And I, I, I think it's I think it's got the momentum behind it to, to just happen. I mean, I'm not a political analyst and, and I'm not intimate with what's going on in, in Ottawa. But uh, I, I think. This has a very good chance of becoming reality. And if it does, it's Canada's way of saying screw these international treaties that uh, were started by the United States in the 60s, 70s and 80s. Yeah, that yeah, and especially once you you realize how corrupt they were started under and all. uh, Yeah, yeah. And then to to legislate other countries based on that, like, whoa, talk about a virus spreading like that is insane. Well, the first of those international treaties was 1961, and, and basically all of these were started by the United States and implemented via the United Nations. So the first one's in 1961. I know Anslinger worked into the Kennedy administration, so I, I would not be surprised at all if uh, the uh, Harry Anslinger was, was a part of that 1961 treaty that's still on the books. It's still one of the three big ones. I hope they're all very embarrassed <laughs> to uh, to have that realization. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's say let's uh, back in the U.S. If if you had to pick a state that was gonna just be the leader in recreational weed, like which state would you say? I mean, off the top of my list, it's Maine, right? Like Maine, <laughs> poised to just take the country by storm with its recreational weed they're saying if they do this right sustain growth for the economy of maine 26 million dollars in fees and tax revenue every year Cha-ching! <laughs> what do you think gooey maine is that the place maine? to be i used to have some some friends in maine who took advantage of their medical program which has been around for a while but um i you know i i i don't know a lot of this gets down to like patient populations um you know how 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 big is how how well do they roll out the program in terms of truly reaching the patient Ooh, population? I can I can answer that question. They legalized medical use back in 1999, and the first dispensaries opened in 2011. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it takes a long time. It gets cold up there. I I get it. I'm from Montana. I don't want to do anything in the winter except snowboard. Like it's 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 hard to to be political year round. In, in a state like Pot this. The same thing. Passed it, you know, 14, 15 years ago, and then they finally start opening dispensaries. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's one thing to have a law pass. It's another to give real, safe access to right. patients in need. And, and that's why you see groups like Safe Access, uh, all, the, all those groups spring up, you know, got to let people know. Right, right. So, but I mean, I mean, more power to them. Any any state or or uh, you know municipality for for that matter that's going to uh, embrace trying to uh, 
legalize and, and regulate and benefit all parties, all stakeholders involved, that's that's certainly a good thing. And we got a lot of experiments going on right now. I know the conservatives like to call Colorado an experiment or Oregon an experiment, uh, but I mean they are experiments. You know, yeah, there's totally. going to be a lot of lessons learned economically, politically, uh, in in terms of manufacturing and, and distribution. You know, uh, a lesson uh, learned, you guys. If you legalize drugs, we can make a bunch of money. Weird. That's. <laughs> uh, I, I think the secret is. I'm I'm definitely a capitalist, and I'm I'm. You know, all for making a ton of money. Who harm, doesn't like that? Harm reduction, <laughs> safe access, capitalism. Get 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 rich, providing safe access, and ultimately uh, providing safe access for recreational users too. Providing safe access for the entire you know set of people in the community and society who give a shit about it and yeah. actually want to uh, indulge in, in the culture, purchase the products, uh, purchase the services. Uh, and you know, and anybody who doesn't want to, you know, certainly doesn't have to. But Can and I think that's time. what the push is, right? Until that happens at the federal level, and uh, it might be a while. <laughs> yeah. Get rich or die trying. Smoke weed in the meantime. Uh, they're saying an estimated economic impact because weed is the fastest growing industry in the United States, mind you, eleven point one billion dollars. The industry is expected to be bigger than organic food by 2016, with an estimated $36 billion. For every $1 of legally sold cannabis, $2.60 of economic value enters... What the fuck is that? We have this this real made-up thing called the dollar, which is pretty much bullshit. And then we have this <laughs> real fake made-up bullshit thing called economic value, which is actually twice that and 60 cents for every dollar. So, you know. And I think Jerry's kids get like a dime or something. I know. what That's like negative economic value. That would, but, as an investor, I would not donate to that because it's just poor business. <laughs> but you donate every day. You were criticizing the fact that the poor people in Portland could only get the recreational users could only purchase seven grams. Well, quit. And you were well, saying it would quit. only fuel you for like two or three hours. No, so. I know. Yeah, quit opening so many strip clubs, and maybe you'll have the money to uh, do this weed thing. I want to check out this coffee. What out there? I'm <laughs> man. Awesome. Because I'm from the Senecious House. If Maine voters decide to legalize recreational use of marijuana, the state could take in $26.7 million in revenue from taxes and fees each year. I like, like, all, all the other positive bullshit aside, like, we're talking about motherfucking money. Like, forget, like, getting people out of jail and, and having healthier, uh, better societies with less drunk assholes. Like, I'm talking about dollar-dollar bills, right? We're going to make some cash here. <laughs> it's, it's really, uh, it's amazing to see people's greed shine through when, when they, like, you can, you can hear the rabidity of her foaming canines as she's like 11.1 billion and then 36 billion and then the like you're just foaming at the mouth for something that is not even happening yet but i I appreciate it you said rabidity no i'm i I made that shit up but yeah (laughs) wow and foaming? What you need to write this shit down, dude. This foaming starts something like you know a True Blood novel or this something. Is a, yeah. Hopefully, it's being recorded, right? This guy's a lyricist. Oh yeah, he's Don't a rapper. You. That's right. You're doing <laughs> the hip hop thing. Yeah, I'm listening to Led Zeppelin. You're doing the hip hop thing. It yeah. all works. <laughs> yeah, we're all poets, man. 
So, and hey, if if Maine, listen, Maine, I'm talking to you right now. Listen to me. Elect Spose, right? He's a rapper also. He lives in Maine. He's pretty Ooh. much the king oh. of Maine. Spose, right? The dude that did I'm awesome. Fuck all that shit. Like, he's a cool dude. He's on Twitter. Message him and be like, we're going to nominate you uh, for king of Maine. And then he'll just legalize weed because he smokes too. So there you go. You're welcome, Maine. King of Maine. I'm glad we got this worked out. Yeah, <laughs> no, Maine's definitely. If, if you were wondering who the King of Maine was, his name's Spose. He's a rapper. He's cool. That's, I like your world, Matt. I, I think it's, it's, a, like, it's, it's a nice world sometimes. It is. Cottonmouth Kings, King of Maine. I mean, it's all groovy. That's right. Try and get this album out before this baby's born. It's going to be good. A lot of good things happening. Uh, so we, we last episode, we talked about Oregon. And uh, their recreational sales happening, uh, I think it, it was like a day or two before it went into effect. Um, October, yeah, go for it. October, it October 1st, yep. October 1st. They made so much money. And it, it, it's only been, what, 22 days? Loads. How much? In like the first six days, they made double what Colorado made in its first six days. I've seen some uh, like Venn diagrams out there where they're you know some infographics where they're nice. using like uh, circles and and such of various sizes and colors to indicate uh, the relative status of the legal states. That's phenomenal. Did you oh. did 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 you uh, professor? Did you make it down to buy some weed in Oregon? <laughs> uh, I've not had the pleasure. I'm gonna have to do that. Get your 7.5 grams. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I mean, that, that's it's definitely awesome. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching more states do this. And not even because I'm seeing dollar signs. Like, I just think it's cool. And more people should not be uh, persecuted for smoking some weed. So. True that. Especially here, this dude, 80 years old, is going to do jail time for some weed? Are you kidding me? He's 80. Like, what do you let him do whatever the fuck he wants? I don't, I don't understand well, that. not hurting anybody. I mean, again, he, he owned houses in Massachusetts, Colorado, and Arizona, and had $11 million stashed in North Reading storage facility, a la Breaking Bad. I like that move. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, he once crawled away from a plane crash in Wisconsin as thousands of dollars in cash floated through the air around him. <laughs> Can we get this guy on the show? His name's Marshall Dion. I think he might be hard to contact. He's going to be sentenced February 11th. Uh, <laughs> so got a little time. If we can reach out before that, that would be cool. If you help pay his bail, he might come on the show. I don't think he's getting bail. Uh, he pled guilty to running a massive marijuana dealing and money laundering operation. Under a plea agreement with the feds, he could serve five to seven years in federal prison, oh. ending a lucrative career criminal career that spanned decades wow until a random traffic stop in kansas brought it all crashing down i'll tell you what those fucking traffic stops man they will get you wow the uh you know but this is not some random octogenarian growing four or five plants in his no he sold like ten thousand keys in his lifetime this this guy is like mr nice for god's sake (laughs) right ten thousand keys that's yeah, 2.2 2 pounds oh, so per is, key. That's 22,000 pounds plus of weed. Fuck. Well, I respect and admire the guy. I mean, in, I in all the truth, these, yeah, this is some heavy-duty stuff. Where I, I think it's so heavy-duty, I think it negates his age. 
I, I think you he could think? be 27. He could be 80. It doesn't matter. I feel like if if you were doing all of that and you made it that long, like you should just here's your free pass, man. Have a good day. <laughs> like you earned that shit. Well, like I say, I like your world, Matt. I yeah, just it's it's easier that way. Going to court in your world, you know, going to you know judge know. Matt. Your yeah. Honor, I'm 80 and y'all ain't caught me yet. I rest my case. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll be in Belize. Be like you and Bart Simpson. Like, okay, sounds good. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the defense rests, Your Honor. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, again, just a, a reminder. You know, if you're committing felonies, make sure your uh, taillights work, right? And make sure you stop. Don't don't commit misdemeanors when you're committing felonies, because that's, that's, right. that's how shit goes down. That's right. That's right. So I don't want like I, I don't want to tell you that either of those are good. But if you're gonna, I'm not. You know, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna stop it's you. Easy. The plethora of reasons that we need full legalization and regulation and taxation so we can just do away with this whole multiple layers of, of you know, judicial, political, and social bullshit. Just, you know, just this should not even be an issue. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, some testing stuff. This is kind of interesting. A uh, little science behind why weed has gotten well and not why but that yes it is true that weed has gotten more potent over the years of course uh tripled in fact in the last 30 years back in the 80s they're saying around 10 percent thc below 10 percent uh today around 20 percent and even some strains up to 30 percent uh that's colorado potency testing lab cheris scientific uh, they had a meeting at the American Chemical Society this year, and they discussed all these interesting things. So, you know, it's interesting because I was I was talking I was I was smoking with someone uh, recently in their sixties, and they said that you know in the nineteen seventies they were consuming cannabis that seemed like it was extremely potent, like like some of you know, competing easily with, with some of today's top shelf stuff. And they said, what if it wasn't just pure THC percentage? What if, you know, these, these might've been land races uh, brought back from Vietnam and, you know, a lot of overseas activity in the military. And uh, that's how a lot of the seeds and, and the stuff, you know, they bring it back in duffel bags. It well, think great. about it too. Like the earlier, the less prime, the the group as a whole, the, the endocannabinoid system is. So, of course, if you're not you're not primed, you're gonna think that any any amount is potent, right? So, the True. more Very it true. almost seems like the potency has gone up with our tolerance. Like it's it's been right there next to us. <laughs> like, are, are you with me? Yeah, sure am. All right, here we go. Next level. It just it goes to show that you know it's a very plastic uh, system, the endocannabinoid system. It's it's uh, ready to, ready to be you know bombarded with cannabinoids and adapt to that over every it morning may not be about six thirty a.m. It's ready and it's ready to adapt to to that and you know as a result uh, you can keep smoking the same amount but you're never gonna you know continue to get higher and higher it's just gonna kind of fade out you know your overexpression of your receptors is gonna be uh, taking over so it's not gonna have nearly the same effect as when you're first. You know, the first you know, time you're smoking. 
I got that on my fifth grade report card. Overexpression of receptors. <laughs> this little asshole is running around overexpressing his receptors and shit. It's downhill ever since. You homeschool that kid. <laughs> Homegrown school. Homegrown that kid. <laughs> Uh, but again, this is good where where solid research and and testing and everything comes in. It's good to know that kind of stuff. You know, you didn't know that thirty years ago. Like what testing? What? It's it's weed. There's stems and seeds in it. Like smoke it, yo. Come on. It dropped out of an airplane so that we could enjoy it. <laughs> but it's good no, to see this now. All the time, who uh, on the West Coast or in Colorado, who are basically just vaporizing concentrates uh they do it with a vape pen you know they do it with a desktop unit uh however they get there but but you know their almost exclusive source of ingesting terpenes and cannabinoids is the vaporization of high quality concentrates you know what that i i i agree with that but i feel like those people are not true potheads because i i could be drowning in oil of whatever flavor you could fucking think of and if okay. if there's flour, like I like flour. There, it's bud. It's weed. It's like I love dabs. Well, I'm just trying to like get fucking <sighs> faded and tolerate things. But like a nice bowl of some tasty flour, like you can't beat it. Yeah, but what about something? Okay, this goes back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast tonight. Uh, live resin. Let's take a look. We're talking about terpenes that are very volatile and, you know, we lose terpenes all the time. I've learned just enough about terpenes to think that they kick ass. This is some cool science and that give me those terpenes, damn it. I want as many as I can get and, yeah. and plug it into my brain. OK, <laughs> uh, so so I look at something like a, a, a you know, where I can where I can get those. Uh, and uh, that really attracts me to a concentrate specifically like live resin. Not just any old BHO. Mm-hmm. It's vastly different taste. Like just so so amazing. I can't wait to try it. I oh. just need to, you know, I I, I just need to uh, do a little traveling here. Indeed. Next to the biggest pain in the ass in the world to make, but so worth it. <laughs> but still, I don't know. Do you? Do you? You have the flower, and then you have the flower. The live resin was created from. Like, they both have those terpenes in them. One is just a more concentrated... Again, it, it just goes to preference or what you're trying to accomplish at that point. You know, this will sound like a bullshit answer, but I think there are very, you know, nuanced and detailed pros and cons on on both sides of it, especially when you look at it from either a recreational perspective or go with a more strict medical uh, outlook on it. And it's just, it's, you know, as the professor can uh, aptly tell us all the time, this is some, this is some extremely deep science. And, you know, it, it, we're, we don't even get into the topics of set and setting, for example. You know, how well did you sleep last night? Yeah, uh, what, What's your diet been for the last 48 hours? What's your stress level? You know, uh, uh, did you have an orgasm? You know, whatever. Uh, it, in, and that has a very large impact on the efficacy and the perceived euphoria of anything you consume, flour or concentrate. But then you kind of you're getting away from from the experience of smoking the weed, and you're kind of going just into the experience of the self itself. Like if you're framing things positive, if you're going into it with a certain mindset, if you have been instructed on things, like all of this goes into your 
your experience of something and smoking weed is no different is you know any any of the plant medicines set and setting and what you are told right before you go into it have tremendous effect and then on top of that ego and how your day went and if there's any like lingering issues that you have been putting off and they, right. you know like all of that comes and that's just your environment like that's that's the reality you live in that has like you interact with it and in turn it changes you like it's it's a two-way thing i strongly feel that you know introspective uh situations are probably the most effective way to get through a lot of types of different psychological conditions you know you have to face those things that are are facing reflection right you take the monkey mind out of the moment where emotions and and adrenaline or whatever is is trying to help control that 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 choice or that decision that you're gonna make and you you like third person view it almost Mm -hmm. like you're not in that moment in that heated you know mind state you have Mm -hmm. a more reflective like you said, more introspective uh, thought process. Yeah, it's an out of the whole out of the box scenario. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely interesting. You know, I have to I have to interrupt here for a second and say I tried something new during this podcast Ooh. since I'm obviously not there in video. Um, and you guys kind of do some you know technical stuff. Come from I know Matt, you got some IT uh, uh, background there. And so I have Apple TV going into my home theater. And so one of the apps on the Apple TV is Flickr, so mm-hmm. I went, which is, you know, Yahoo's photo app, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. photo service. So I went into Flickr and wanting to learn more about your wonderful part of the country, I simply queried Seattle. Uh, and Is it and a bunch of pictures of looking. weed? You know, yes, sometimes there are pictures of weed. That's right. Uh, in fact... Um, yeah, it's like all all I see right now is uh, it's weed, quite honestly. So I've just been <laughs> looking at these beautiful pictures of trichomes the entire time we've been uh, in the podcast, and awesome. uh, you know pictures of uh, pictures of Seattle and, and cool stuff. That's that's pretty badass. Yeah, if any of you out there uh, don't know that much about weed and you want to learn more, just look at some of these beautiful pictures that Gooey's talking about, and there are tons of them all over the internet. Just a, oh, yeah. There's yeah. actually a bunch of them over on Stuff Stoners Like. If you search for Matt Lee, there are all of my reviews. They come with awesome, close-up, nice pictures like that. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated, complex-looking We're going to try. Uh, we, we have a microscope here, and uh, we had an Amscope connector for it that will basically make it a camera so then we can go to that on these shows and stuff but the the microscope the the thing broke so <laughs> need to get a new am scope but in the meantime like we wanted to start kind of doing quick like little weed reviews on the show and it would be cool to be able to pan over to the the nice shot in in the microscope uh but until we do that we're just going to do one real quick here uh while we're talking about thc levels and and whatnot going up this is something and and this is how we're starting to see uh, places differentiate themselves, right? You have uh, – it, it's just like any other store. You you have shelf space, right? You have – like it's a whole psychology to it. So when this first started, everyone was – weed comes in baggies. Like you just throw in a baggie, right? That's how people have been selling weed for thousands of years. <laughs> Ever since plastic was, was born, right? 2,583 years ago when plastic was born, uh, people started putting weed in it. 
They're like, cool, I can put weed in this plastic. Well, so <laughs> you, you have a bunch of bags, and, and they have all their, their logos and, and everything on them. And then the one smart guy was like, I'm going to put my weed in glass jars. And then it's going to look way better than everybody else's shitty plastic bag weed. And now we see a bunch of companies do that. And now they're actually differentiating with the shape of the jar. This is the is that hex, hexagonal shape, octagon. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hexagon. So a nice hexagon shape there. Uh, top shelf. We grow only top shelf. A lot of focus on that top shelf. And what is that top shelf loaded with, Greg? It's loaded with THC. Loaded. Loaded. <laughs> 24.34 percents of thc nice so yeah i had the uh this is the lemon og <clears throat> i had the pleasure of trying their same brand gorilla glue uh it was like 26 and a half percent gorilla glue is that a is that a land race strain what, what is that is that from <laughs> is that from the congo where where is gorilla glue <laughs> Probably from Detroit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Ooh. no idea. Mm. It was it was pretty tasty though, definitely. Top shelf. This looks. I mean, it looks pretty nice. I know podcast listeners are like, "Cool, dude. We can't we can't see the weed." Well, maybe you should watch the video here. I mean, that's not probably much better. <laughs> but uh, you know, podcasting great way to get people on their daily commute. They got to pay the bills, and the guy right. got to spend too much time driving on the freaking road to get to work. And uh, we we recently got back from Barter Fair and uh, did a little bartering and ended up with this. Uh, I know that you can see pictures of it on Instagram, but it's it's a beautiful handmade glass piece with all of these like teardrop spikes all over it. I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. So we've been uh, kind of testing weed out in this, but little lemon OG. Testing weed out is that what you call it? Uh, testing weed out. Getting tested, reviewing weed. Getting high, I guess, if you want to go old school. You're like a tester then, because you're testing every single day. R&D. 6 a.m.? <laughs> beta testing. <laughs> Master beta testing, I That's think. true. <laughs> that is true. I've more than 10,000 hours. I am a, a journeyman master beta tester. <laughs> you are the master beta tester. Weed smoker. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, that's nice. I'm gonna say, right off the top, some nice limonene. <sighs> Definitely all the other terpenes that most weed has in it. I'm gonna say is in this, without actually seeing a full terpene profile. Spicy, Spice. pungent, skunky, lemony, cushy, nice. very cushy. That that pungent, earthy, very cushy. Like my old girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> Very cushiony. <laughs> say that. <laughs> Do you say your ex or your current? I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend, but. All right. Lemon OG. What do you think? That's not. Wow. It's different. There's definitely an interesting aftertaste there. Yeah, it's spicy for sure. Mm. Lingers. Need to get a sample up to the old lab scheme. Yeah. See what that is. See what they've got to say. <laughs> what do you got to when say? When in doubt, send it to your local analytical laboratory. That's right. They will tell you and give you a full cannabinoid and terpene workup profile PDF or printout. <laughs> you know, I'm all excited about that. And I'm like wondering, okay, how many years away are we from 
You know, like with, with the guys with their iPhones and they just put in the, the little square device or whatever and they can swipe the credit card and it goes out. <laughs> well, um, Gooey, I'm glad you asked because I'll tell oh, you, at the last oh, conference we went to, yeah, <coughs> a gentleman there by the name of Dr. Dabber. Dr. Dabber. I'm not sure. I think it was like a Dr. Dre thing. Like he's not an actual PhD, but people <laughs> respect his opinion. Uh, he had something from a company that did a Kickstarter for a little pocket-sized... I'm not going to call it a, a GCMS, because that's not... Man down. Because that's not really what it was. Can, can you explain it real quick? Okay, so... I, <laughs> what was it called, first of all? I don't recall. Fantastic. <laughs> Basically, it was like a, a little analytical unit that you can put some dry flour into, and it will... Tell you the cannabinoid profile, the terpene profile. My DX. They did yes. an Indiegogo. Are you familiar with this, Gooey? No, but I want the terpene profile. I want. I want it on my shit. Yeah. You well, know, this if I did don't, that, and it linked up to your smartphone, and it uh, it like it did that, but. I, I don't know. It seemed really cool. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical on its, you know, its actual capacity to, to really get good, uh, re, you know, results that you can uh, continue to, you know, see over and over if you continue to test it or, or how well it stood against like a HPLC or an, a GCMS in terms of um, quantifying these. Chemicals. And the fact that they're testing organic aqua arrow. And we like they're doing air, water, food, solid food, like mm. all of that in this one little thing. Right. Yeah. It's like how? We'll see. It, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. I think it has something to do with light. I think they're using light to, to figure out what's in there. Greg, but. it always has something to do with light. <laughs> <laughs> you should know that by now. You're right. It's all about the light. But interesting thing. And uh, I mean, what he was showing, like they were pretty... Pretty close to what the actual lab results were. Uh, it was they were like doing some judging, and so he was like putting a little bit of each flower into this thing, and it was. But again, I, I don't, I don't know. So we're close, we'll I see. guess, is the point of this to the thing you want. We're just not quite there. Yeah, maybe it might be there. I'd say give it some time, let some some real people, uh, you know, evaluate it scientifically that are. Uh, they have the right equipment to compare it against, and once you see that, you know because it's so new, that's pro- that information is probably not out out there yet. But I'd look for that, and if it looks good, get this thing because it's really cool. It is really cool. I wish I had like a bunch of money to just waste on shit like this. <laughs> but yeah, they have an Instagram. Let's see. Technology. You know, it's really great where technology and entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry are. Are kind of coming together, you know. It's very much a kind of a Silicon Valley vibe to to what's oh, going hold on. Up. In the hold right now. up, they take PayPal credit. I got PayPal credit. <laughs> Seven hundred bucks available summer twenty fifteen. What year is it? It's almost twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what year is it? I don't know. You put me on the spot. I know. Uh, CDXLife.com. No, I, I think that um, I think there's 700 listeners. Like, if you each just pitched in a buck, we could freaking get this thing. We'll put it to the test. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have HPLC to test it next to. So come on, I'm I'm not gonna put up 700 though for this. 
Oh, come on. But the, you know, the, the cannabis consumer is typically a pretty, uh, you know, pretty Rich? good engineer, I would oh, say yeah. on the, on the, you know, on the whole, they, yeah. who, who knows, you know, sp- I mean, smoking, I have an apple smoking stoner engineering subreddit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, there you Exhibit go. Right? <laughs> there you go. Stoner engineering. I mean, damn, this thing is so cool. I mean, it it this thing has the capability to be so cool. Oh yeah. I uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's not there yet. But keep an eye on it. Definitely something to. Oh yeah. Put in the watch list. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting before we kind of wrap this up here. Um, talking about, it's a market watch article talking about why, uh, your workplace needs a marijuana policy. Like I know I have a marijuana policy at work and that's to just smoke as much weed as, as I can and, <laughs> uh, and then get work done. Like that's, that's the policy. Uh, also no explosion policy. I mean, we have many policies, <laughs> Uh, all of them designed to make you more productive and safer worker, except for the mangler. We're not going to talk about that, though. <laughs> That's right. We bought a piece of equipment from a Chinese sweatshop, and it's called the mangler. So <laughs> I may die soon. Who knows? That's like a uh, Foxconn device. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a Wes Craven. This is how we get the screen on the iPhone. Uh. It's possessed. Uh, they're saying nearly half of small businesses don't have a policy about cannabis use in the workplace, and 10% have had employees show up under the influence of a controlled substance at work. Like, still drunk from the night before, probably, because your job sucks. Uh, the study <laughs> polled 501 businesses nationwide that employed fewer than 100 employees in states with varying legalization laws. 23 states have legalized medical marijuana. Four states in the District of Columbia have legalized rec. A wide majority of respondents, 81%, said they were unconcerned about employees coming to work under the influence, but in states that have legalized marijuana use, a lack of policy could lead to major legal headaches. Quote, all employers, regardless of size, should have a drug and alcohol policy. Uh, If an incident involving marijuana happens in the workplace, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which is a federal agency, is likely to step in, and if that's the case... Now just watch your ass. What? Yeah, literally, like watch it because there will be things going into it very quickly. <laughs> you will not like it. Not like nice fingers and things. No, like giant ramming fists of fury. With yeah, and that spiraled out of control. Spiky brass <laughs> knuckles on them, just shredding <laughs> your insides. A few minutes ago, holy Sorry. shit! I want some. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called again? It's Top Shelf. It it's is like called Black Market Gag, Black Market Bingo, and you just, like, <laughs> Lemon OG, Let's Zeppelin or something. I don't know what you got going on, but it's good shit. Lemon OG got this stuff at growers outlet here. Uh, OG. You know what? A lot of people Pacific in the United County. States don't know that OG stands for Ocean Grown. Uh, actually, it stands for Original Gangster. I would appreciate <laughs> it if you didn't put that other nonsense out there. <laughs> no, I always thought that's what it meant until I started doing weed reviews and I started reading about it. And some people say it's Ocean Grown. Other people say, uh, fuck, what was the other one? It was like something... Some county or something that it stood for from where this certain weed was grown. Uh, I don't remember. But there's a whole thread on ICMAG about it. Google it and find it. <laughs> OG. If grown well and if it's not a mislabeled strain, especially, you know, in terms of seeds and stuff, then 
I'd, I'd say overall, the there's a reason the OGs are so popular. They're pretty well-rounded. Because people are dumb, and they will buy things that they think are better than other things, even though they're really not. Wine, for example. True, I buy four of <laughs> wine, and I love it. When they did that study, right, where they put the, the $20 wine in the $500 wine bottle, and people were, like, totally convinced it was expensive wine, and it's... <laughs> Oh yeah, Psych 101. That's crazy. <coughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. All right, buy me a my DX so we can start testing this weed on the fly. That would be dope. Oregon, more than fucking eleven million dollars in five days. That is amazing. Uh, cocaine, probably the only other thing that would make you that much money in that short of time, uh, at least according to <laughs> Drugs, Inc. Always back to the money with you. Well, you know, it's not... I didn't set that system in place. I will be more than happy to go back to bartering shit for shit, but... It, if, no, you're just a cheeky observer. If it's right? gotta be money, I mean, that's you guys' that's, that's all of our Sadly problems. it does. Unfortunately. But, you know, I mean, I like money. I just don't like evil corporations and, you know, buying off the government. But and... if it wasn't for all those things, what would you need the money for? I, well, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. I tell you, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'll come out to Seattle and we'll sit down and we'll have a very, you know, in-depth conversation about this. Uh, about money. <laughs> Get money. And, uh, but, uh, you know, money's, money's great stuff. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, anything too much of it, you know, a, a Pepsi every other day is just fine. You know, seven Pepsis a day after a few years might not be a good thing, you know? Uh, so anyway, I, I we'll just, see. You know, we'll you, see. I've been drinking eight so rock stars. I believe stars someone a had a birthday today. Oh, I have speaking of birthdays. I've been drinking eight rock stars a day, uh, for the last 15 years. I'm 35 today. What the fuck is this? I didn't think you were a day over 34, dude. Oh, no, I'm 35. 1980, I was born. Look at that. Weed birthday cake. Is there actual, is there weed in this one? Is there oh, weed? Is there weed? The cupcakes? <laughs> weed cupcakes. Oh, Look at all this. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you about lost I just spilled them all over the place. That's awesome. Fuck. Happy birthday, eat. dude. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. For my birthday, you can waste $700 on a MyDX, and we'll see if it's legit. And if not, we'll call up the Better Business Bureau and be like, what's up? This is just like, well, it's not just like, but it's kind of like those <laughs> fake bomb detectors those other assholes sold to those people and that they weren't bomb detectors at all, were they? They were golf ball finders that <laughs> had nothing in them. Yeah, and they got in a lot of trouble, so... Well, happy birthday, dude. I'm starting <laughs> close to Seattle, and, you know, I can't, uh, you know, offer you something in the form of a dab or, or something. Hey, uh, we, we got dabs. We're, we're good. You, you know, I would suspect that. I think you would be very difficult to buy for during the holidays. You know, I'd have to give you, like, a Chromecast or something just to guarantee <laughs> that, it, you know, no one else had done the same thing. He's already that's, got one. That's true. We, I, I have a Chromecast <laughs> I was actually going to give you because we got we got one. I actually but, just got a Chromecast. Interesting. <laughs> like three days Google, ago. Google, you make something cheap enough that just does that shit. Like yeah. that's yeah, that's amazing. And how you can cast a whole screen. Oh yeah, it's so oh, we man. were. I gotta tell you, I I got this new phone. It's a Nexus Six because it was time for my upgrade. Kept my unlimited plan. Neither here nor there. Thank you, Verizon. Uh, started playing Dead Trigger Two again. Like killing zombies. So good. Screencast it right to the the TV. Yeah. 
Use the phone as your controller. Boom. Slaying zombies just like on a, a real cool So good. Did An you... Apple AirPlay is just, is just as cool. You know, in my house, we, we use, uh, I've got two home theaters. Each has Chromecast. Each has Apple TV. Mm. Each has AirPlay built right into the receiver. Mm. And so the kids and any family member, any visitor with an Android or an Apple device can choose, you know, do, do you want to Chromecast it? Do you, do you want to AirPlay it? Uh, how do you want to do this? We should go visit GUI and bring Dabs and Dead Trigger too. <laughs> Sounds it, awesome. It, you know, doing it, yeah, and you get you get some nice uh, some nice surround sound. I, I I do like my Led Zeppelin to sound good. I must say, there's no substitute for Stairway. good surround sound. Stairway, Lemon OG. I'm gonna say not too bad. Like, I agree. I would say I agree. It's got you a little more jovial than I'm used to. So I've I've got to give uh, props to this stuff. Yeah, yeah, not bad. It is my birthday. I mean, there we, you go. We did take a long lunch today, did we not? We did. It was, uh, <laughs> Fantastic. It was nice. All right. Well, Gooey, thank you for joining us. Uh, you got any articles in particular you want to point people to that you? Oh, uh, and it's just a ton of stuff on Waxy. You know how it goes. Yeah. They they, they crank out a you know I give them like a th- between three and five articles a week, and uh, you know we're just trying to get through the knowledge base and cover the the you know the chemistry of it, uh, the stuff the professor and I love to talk about, the cannabinoids and the terpenes and the entourage effect and the endocannabinoid system, and, and then of course we're trying to cover all the conditions too. So I, I just got one out on lupus that uh, was very educational for me. I was I was uh, embarrassed that I was so ignorant of lupus going into. Uh, researching the article i know that's crazy i i i didn't know like people actually turned into werewolves and stuff and then like you you read about things like lupus and how people just turn into werewolves and you're like damn i'm glad weed is uh, there that's lupus right <laughs> no 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 i don't think that's I'm quite. og okay <laughs> canis lupus i was thinking werewolves i don't know all right well it's actually a pretty debilitating of, autoimmune disorder, but like AIDS, uh, a lot of, not quite. Your but, shit just like kills itself, and then you die. It's like an inflammatory uh, disease. Ah, uh, but like like, like any yeah, like any inflama- inflammatory disease, uh, a CB two receptor agonist is going to be your best friend. I think. So. Nice. See, good to know. Smoke, if smoke you have CBD. lupus or turn into a werewolf or have CB two receptor problems, uh, smoke pot. It'll keep you from turning into a werewolf. I think you just pissed off like 1.5 million lupus sufferers. There's not that many. No, it's I'm... between 1.5 and 2 million. I just did the article. That's a lot. Yeah. If like You're... half of them pitched in a buck, we could get this MyDX thing. <laughs> it hits. 50% of them are females yeah. between the ages of 14 and 45. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's some really interesting stats on, on this one. Uh but uh, yeah, it affects it affects more people than leukemia, more people than muscular dystrophy. Wow. So uh, it's it's really kind of this hidden thing where a lot of Americans are extremely ignorant. But anyway, so that's what we're doing over at Wax. And we're trying just... to set up that knowledge base to really want to educate people. We're not getting rich on this, but uh, we we do en- enjoy sharing the good word and uh, you know getting rid of the ignorance. Uh, you know, one article at a time. That's good. You know what I really appreciate Waxy about is the typography. It's really hard these days to find good typeset on the internet, and Waxy has a very nice font. So they've got some really brilliant uh, minds behind them in terms of design, and, and you know, and the whole technical layer uh, be, behind the site. Uh, re- really, some some people who know what they're doing there. That's good stuff. Uh, I got a review coming up on StuffStonersLike.com, The White Nightmare. 
uh, and probably uh, some, what is this? Lemon, uh, lemon OG. So check that out and all the other cool stuff there. And on Waxy, uh, there's a new Jamhole podcast out, thejamhole.com if you're into that. And uh, yeah, making new music, so definitely Jam check that box. out. Love it. Thejamhole.com slash music. The Palichi Chronicles Chronicles was released actually a year ago today uh, on my birthday. Me and my brother put that one out. So uh, if you like hip-hop and then techno, it's half and half. And uh, my brother made all the beats. And uh, I did all the rapping, so check that shit out. And uh, we're almost done with this new one, Project LD50. Uh, it'll be coming out soon for free and for pay, as always, because it's just a hobby. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. If you have stuff you want us to review, send that shit over. We'll give you our address. Just get a hold. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Peace out. See ya. One look in this direction and I got your attention With a little misdirection to plant my suggestion I've gotten better in my later years No stutter or mention of half-hearted holy truths To break the connection So I draw you in closer than I rub up against you I'm like a cat who stalks space or sharp They call him that gets you I got your wallet, got your watch Before you knew what hit you Pawn shop and Amazon Gift cards to sift through I'm focused in the center To prey on these sinners Who eat, sleep, and fuck their way through the Day long dinner, it's a buffet of creeps who like to shit where they eat. So we do the world a favor while we clean up the streets. People are unreasonable, or so I've been told. 90% of them are just a bunch of assholes living next door to the 10% who put up with every little rage demon that's ever thrown up kids. Jill, throw your kids in the air. Just make sure you remember to catch them when they fall. And oh yes, they will fall. So we plot, plan, and pick our way through the decay. Then we tell ourselves life is truly better this way. We know it's not. Well, hey, we've almost legalized pop. That's one small step for man with giant leap for the crop. That's just one little problem out of a whole galaxy of even bigger problems. Trying to make life sad to see. Remember, kids, this shit's harder than it looks. That's what she said. Then she buried her nose back in the books. Learn harder, be bigger, move faster, act stronger, stay up later so you can party longer. Belong to a group of well-oiled citizens who helped lay the framework for catching just a little zen. People can't see the solar, so I've been told 90% of them are just a bunch of fat trolls living next door to the 10% who put up with every single little rage demon that's ever thrown up kids. Yeah. Throw your motherfucking kids in the air. How else are they gonna learn to fly? Matt Lee, Mark Lee, um, Project LD Fitty. If you like, you like, this is where you need to be.
If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.